This is an informal conversation between three girls trying to navigate the millennial world. My name is Shannon. Karen. And I'm Cece. And welcome to our podcast. What's up, y'all? Because this is... <laughs> hey, guys. Um, welcome back to another episode of Pseudo. Um, it's Cece. And it's Shannon. And what's good? Um, so today, we kind of wanted to start um, and introduce our listeners to this new series that we're doing. Um, we're going to call it kind of like... The Self-Starter Series. Um, yes, the Self-Starter Series. And basically, you can pull from the name. We're going to start interviewing and having a bunch of, you know, self-starters, entrepreneurs, uh, local artists. Um, What's more millennial than the word entrepreneur, right? right? Everyone wants to be a business owner, right? Um, but then not many people actually execute and do that. So we're starting this series to help you kind of get inspiration and ideas from people who have done exactly that. People who have the balls to follow their dreams, you know? So that's what we want to do. Yeah. So, uh, when I, I, I first, like when I started in the coffee industry, um, I, uh, I was just curious about it. Um, I didn't want to make money doing it. I just wanted to know what like espresso was. I wanted to know the difference between that and regular coffee. And so some of these like small questions kind of just, uh, you know, pushed me to wanting to, to learn more about it. I ended up picking up a volunteer position at a coffee shop over in Corona. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked my way up and eventually became the assistant manager there. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, you know, like I was already doing a lot of work uh, for other people. Uh, I was doing the, the creative side of the menu, uh, coming up with like things and stuff, things that like owners usually do. So like um, actually making the drinks recipes up. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So just like you know, just just doing those kind of things, and and I, mm-hmm. I at some point like saw more value in doing all that for myself, mm-hmm. and uh, and I really taking took in a light liking to to coffee. It kind of yeah. touched on all my things that I enjoy doing. You know, like I was originally I love caffeine. That mm-hmm. that works. <laughs> <laughs> like I love coffee. Uh, I love uh, testing. Um, you know, like like myself creatively. Um, I also like, um, uh, devoting myself to, to something that, you know, I'm passionate about. Um, so I ended up taking that and just using that to, to grow a business. So, yeah. Now, Steven, I, just because I, I've known this, um, a little fact about you, when I first met you, um, for our listeners who don't know, I used to be barista myself. And I actually met Stephen at the coffee shop that I was working at. And at the time, um, Stephen was studying to be a history teacher. Uh, so tell me about <laughs> the the diff. Like what what sparked no your yeah what sparked your change of <laughs> passions from history to coffee, um, or is there like a similarity between the two? So there is a bit of a similar. Uh, I can't even similarity. Similarity. <laughs> um, so I really, I really love um, when I went to school. Um, I understood the the importance of um, of child development mm-hmm. and investing in into uh, to children. Uh, experts say that that you know, like when kids are growing up, they don't need parents. It's not it's not inherent for anybody to su- succeed That's in life. That they need parents. I always felt like that. No offense to my parents. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't need but you. They, so, so what they what they say is you only need one person. Oh, okay. And it doesn't matter who that person mm-hmm. is, so long as they invest in somebody, mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and they can leave a, a profound remark or mark on, on their lives. Like a Yoda. Kind of like a Yoda. Like somebody, a mentor. They need to be yeah. able to fit on somebody's back. They also need right. to have green ears. But okay. yeah, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, like I, I kind of, you know, I really loved history. I loved uh, doing research on the side and I love politics. I was What's just like before you guys. What's your favorite part of history? What's your favorite part of history? Don't even ask that question right now. Yeah. <laughs> that is a rabbit know. hole. Oh my God. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Don't tell me it's Holocaust. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, although that's like a very rich, that is rich very history. interesting. But that's like, yeah. that's it's like the, that's no, like, right. The Holocaust is like the breast cancer of like all history. Right, it, yeah. it gets touched on so much, and I and I feel as though there's uh, larger travesties and stuff that happen throughout history that don't so much get like um, sure. attention. But my I would say my favorite uh, part of history was uh, the the Great Expansion. Mm, okay. So we just <laughs> we just came through uh, Columbus Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a euphemism <laughs> for people at Great home. Expansion. Great expansion, you know when, what I'm saying? Like Wink. Like the opposite of the singularity. When the east went There you down. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so, like yeah. Gold Rush? So, yeah. Gold Rush is always dope. When I think I think those are those are compelling stories and stuff cuz you know, like whether if it is the great expansion or if it's manifest destiny or which ties into that is the gold rush the of gold California. Rush. You also have the silver rush that has to do more with the Midwest. Right. Uh, you know, like it's it's people wanting to improve on their lives. Mm whether a country or individual and so they'll go to new places and they'll try new things and stuff and I love those stories but you know like the the new expansion uh Spain taking over like literally half the world people yeah. don't realize this is people don't realize well more importantly I kind of want to know how does your interest in history and almost becoming a history teacher shape how you became the owner of Mantle Coffee because I feel like that will influence it in some way definitely does um my my uh, sophomore teacher, his name was uh, Timothy Knight, um, he was really good at his job. He took a boring subject, which is history, um, and I, I personally, I loved it. I loved it since I was a kid, but you know, like he, he managed to, to captivate people. He was good in storytelling, and mm-hmm. he would drop kids like into the moment in which his history was happening. And uh, he held uh, he held up like a PowerPoint throughout the entire time, had PowerPoints like just basic like you know like bits of information, and then just filled in everything else with storytelling, and those elements and stuff like really captivated me, awesome. and I wanted to base my teaching off of that. And he went above and beyond, you know, like what he really needed to do, what he was getting paid to do, and uh, and that in a very you know like loose essence is kind of like what I do with my coffee even though you don't notice the different nuances is you know like I create all the syrups you know I go out I try to find the vendors that are providing the best quality products so you know like those kind of correlate in the same way also too there is a lot of history with coffee as well too so if if I'm with anybody behind bar like sometimes I'll talk about that and we all know where coffee started are we right am I right oh yeah oh yeah Canada what Canada 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 (laughs) Did it really? No. Do you do you know where it started? About coffee, isn't it started? Yeah. Do you know where in particular? Ethiopia. Yeah, Ethiopia. Oh, Ethiopia, nice. that's my mm. coffee dick, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I know the history of coffee. She's got a that's coffee dick. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I I know you might have told me this before, but this might tie into um, you know your love for history and you're talking about your teacher and how he always had like a presentation up or you know whatever but the name mantle 
and you, you know, you have this slogan of hold your mantle. Does that kind of tie into that? Or what does that mean to you? Or can you explain to our listeners like what that term is or what, you know, that phrase means? So when I was a kid, um, I, uh, I, I was told at some point, it only happened once, but it stuck in my head, you know, you say, Hey, you have a mantle to uphold. Like you have a sense of responsibility, you know, like you need to do your job. So that kind of like stuck with me. And as I was trying to come up with a, with a name for the company, I thought and kind of reflected on, on my own sense of responsibility to make sure that I was producing good shit, you know, that it was my mantle to uphold. Mm, I like that. And so I do so with integrity and, and all that stuff and, and, and honesty. So, you know, like that, that was kind of like the, the main driver behind the name for sure. Cause I kind of like, this is, you know, my standard, of success, my, my principles. Uh, Yeah. Principle that, that word definitely like hits the, hits the entire thing on the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Principle. Yeah. Cause I mean, I have to go against my own principles. Okay. Um, sometimes like, uh, for instance, we're turning over a lot of our drink menu there's a lot of drinks that I'm going to miss. Uh, and, uh, I have to stick to my principles and say, Hey, like, I know I'm going to miss these drinks on bar and stuff, but the next season's going to be awesome. We're going to have some great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just lean on that, you know, and I kind of put that aside so that way I can focus more passion uh, mm-hmm. into developing the next menu. So, yeah, that's that's kind of like I, I trifle with that sometimes, but yeah. it ends up at the end of the day. I, no, I like that aspect of, you know, when it comes to, you know, you're running your own business, there are things that you might not necessarily like want to do for your passions but you have to right yeah is that part of the deal is that what you found um you know starting this up and were there a lot of obstacles that you had to like face as far as you know getting to where you are now I have more questions about yeah like the startup experience and how you got off the ground because the last time that I saw you kind of talk about me I told you where um you were getting I don't know I was having this really shitty coffee at this barbecue and ribs place ew <laughs> barbecue and ribs or what did we um, it was oh, oh, um, Gus's. Oh, Gus's. 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 Okay, they have they have amazing pozole. Yeah. Shout out to Gus's. Really Shout out to Karen for giving me the pozole. <laughs> 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 True. Shout out, Karen. Um, Shout out, Karen. So Hope you're enjoying Tokyo. You should hear it now. She's here in Osaka. Osaka, these nuts. Osaka, these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So you were talking about, I mean, I remember it was right before you had started your coffee shop, right? Like right before it opened. That was actually, yeah, it was right before. Um, you were you were so stressed. I had never seen someone so stressed out. Yeah. And then you're here now. It's amazing. And I'm like, how did I know. That I, I put on a little weight now that I'm like back to like. Happiness. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no longer like malnourished and have, well, I still have like the bags underneath my eyes all the time. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, tell us about your obstacles. Start from there. Obstacles, starting this, um, whatever you encountered. What were your biggest challenges? Kind of like break it down for maybe someone who would have a similar goal and Mm -hmm. doesn't know where to start. So I have, I have like a lot of, uh, a lot of fears and a lot of like, uh, kind of, I don't know, like psychological, like contingencies and stuff that might keep me from wanting to do things because okay. there's obstacles in the way. I'm one of those people where it's like I'm better off um, I'm better off when I'm better off feeling good if I'm in my comfortable space 
there were many instances during this process when I had to step out of that. So ah. one of which was speaking to tax people to get our um, federal tax ID, going to a notary, going to city halls at times to get, you know, business licenses, business licenses getting, yeah. you know, whether if it's setting something up to get like, uh, you know, inspected by the health department, like things mm-hmm. like that scared the shit out of me. Those are so easy for me. Yeah. Like, was yeah. that like step one for you? Step one was getting all of the licensure That's and just everything. That's boring, like yeah. bureaucratic shit that you have to do. Yeah. A lot of that though was things I didn't know. So, yeah. um, thing is like, I barely knew or had a grasp of what how to fucking start a business? Definitely that. Uh, uh, my, what do you do? Like on YouTube or like? Google? No, 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 no. So, so my my uh, I have a silent partner. Um, he he already owns his business. He kind of already went through this process uh, just a, a little over ten years ago, and uh, so I was I was fortunate enough to partner with somebody who is very very good at this, very good with numbers, very good That's at good. saving. Um, so he's very much like the different uh, a different. He plays a different role in this than I do. And, um, he, uh, I mean, we're definitely opposites, Mm. but I think that, I think that works to our benefit. I was going to say, I feel like that's probably a good dynamic because you bring, you know, the creative, the creativity and the spunk maybe, and he keeps you grounded and organized probably. Yep. So that, that definitely, I mean, I, I'm kind of like the person, like I have Mm. organized chaos. Yeah. Mm. uh, Me too. (laughs) That's cool. So would you say that that process took a long time? Um, to get everything started, get the licensing and yeah, all of that. Yeah, definitely did. We uh, uh-huh. we initially started about two years ago was when we first drafted our first business uh, business letter plan. plan. Uh-huh. So we uh, we were originally looking to get a space over in downtown Riverside, right off of University and Market, nice. like right there in downtown. Yeah, yeah. At the time, Riverside was like looking to Riverside, Riverside. motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were they were looking to. Uh, they were looking to invest in, like, companies and stuff to bring retail oh, cool. into the city. So we were going to yeah. get upward. Nice. We, maximum we can get was $50,000 to start a company there. So we were obviously, like, that's a huge incentive. Right. And uh, so we went in to evaluate the property. At the time, it was just office spaces. Mm. Um, the administrative director of the building reached out to me because he had heard from a friend of mine that I wanted, shout out to Julio, that he wanted to... <laughs> um, that he wanted to, to put a coffee shop in there. Nice. And uh, so everything was going through. We had applied for uh, for everything, um, set up the, the business kind of, you know, like letter and stuff, sent it out, and uh, the city reached out um, and uh, evaluated the property, and at that point, we just stopped hearing everything. And so at that point, like, I already kind of, like, I felt, I felt like what it was like to kind of do this kind of stuff, and I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, so instead of getting tied down to a lease... Um, which is very like, uh, that's the hugest burden on any company as right, a lease. Yeah. Because it's not guaranteed you're going to get the traffic. It's not it. guaranteed you're going to get the business. And, yeah, that could be you know. that could be up, you know, like three thousand, four thousand yeah. dollars, depending on where you're at. Well, and that's how people get you know kicked out, essentially, right? Eventually. You can't make money. Yeah. You know, like you're not. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. you have to borrow more money just for right. your lease. Also, um, I mean, I'm not many people might know this, or maybe they do, but. Owning a coffee business, especially like especially coffee business, is not profitable. Like it can be, but the, the margins are great. You just have to yeah. be in the right place in the right time. You have to be in the right place, right time, Lo- and you have to know what the fuck you're doing. Location is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you say, you know, you I know a lot of people that have started those That's and so started surprising. them, and they don't do well. Yeah. You know. But everyone is addicted to coffee. 
Yeah, but it's also not, it's all very much location and who you're serving coffee to. Yeah, and you got to understand, too, there's like, uh, there's different type of businesses as well, too. Right. Um, So, for instance, uh, there was a bit of a learning trial that I just went through, and that was this past Saturday. We set up at um, the Riverside uh, County Sheriff's Picnic, Mm -hmm. and uh, 7,000 people were in attendance. It was a huge day, our biggest day. the thing is, is they usually charge vendors about $500 to set up. Which mm-hmm. is wild. Which is which is crazy. Yeah. And, and how so, much would you expect to make off of an event like that? Uh, well, we did considerably well. I would say, you know, we, w- without getting too spe- specific, specific about it, yeah. um, we, uh, you know, like we, we tripled what we make about daily. Oh, that's good. Which is good. Okay. But the thing is, is you know, you take With into the account vendor the vendor fee. Yeah. And so when you're at the OC fair and you're wondering why my funnel cake costs $12, well, that's, that's, that's because why. somebody has to compensate for a 500 at that place though. I mean, you're looking at like maybe Thousands. $1,200 mm-hmm. for a vendor fee and, and that could go to like a day to day thing, you know? And so, um, and the thing is, is I'm not comfortable enough to charge more than six dollars for, for a cup for, of coffee for lattes. Yeah. yeah. So the highest I'll go is, is for our mochas. That's because we have some fucking expensive chocolate that we put in and our. And it's bomb. It's bomb. Bomb as hell. Uh huh. And uh, we or spend money on. It's the bomb.com. We spend money on it, so you know, like in a sense, like you know, like the customers, like we'll have to spend money on right. it. Past that, though, we don't want to charge any more. At least I don't. Right. And uh, so it's it's hard for like those. Would you, events. would you say that's part of your mantle, part of some yeah, of your being standards? I I like I appreciate the shops that it's like is me with my tea menus. So if I go to a shop and they have like four different teas uh, and they're all the same price, I'm hell like, yeah. I'm like, well, like that's like easy, you know, like that's an easy thing to do. You can yeah. go, you can charge them extra, you can charge them less. Doesn't really matter. But I I treat my teas because I, I pick them out like you know like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I base them all off of market price. And, oh okay, uh, okay. So my my prices are like always fish. different. Like fish. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like what's the vendor? Uh, what's the fisher? Like how right. much should it cost them to catch it? You know, is like, this free? What wild caught? Oh yes, oh yes, yeah, wild yeah, caught. So it's probably the same with tea. Yeah, and cost the best. No, I make my tea out of cod, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. out of what? Cod. Oh, I thought you said cod. I thought you said cod. So where did yeah. you find the like? the people above you in the supply chain like who did you decide to get your tea from where did you even find that out starting out or is it just because you were kind of already in the business already and then mm. kind of like grab those resources yeah so I, I worked uh, I got a four year running start uh, to this entire thing um, I met with a lot of people who I work with personally now uh, people at okay. parliament over at Redlands shout out to you guys you guys make great coffee Woo-hoo. or sorry chocolate but you guys don't get back to my emails uh, quick Woo. enough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's also uh, there's also certain like uh, supply vendors as well too. It's one based out of uh, Anaheim that I worked with called Beyond the Grind. They they're yeah, awesome. Yeah, Beyond the Grind. Um, you know, so so working in the industry for sure. Like I, I was able to like you know I had mm. like four or five options for each. Uh, product that I wanted and mm-hmm. I just chose the best for my experience to go with yeah. and I would say too um, you know if you're working at a specialty coffee shop that are also you know they're small business owned or family owned when you're like in positions of management um, you know assist- you're assistant managing or you know even well I don't know I feel like coffee is one of those things where baristas or the you know entry level like employees they can have some exposure to whatever companies do the you know the supplying and I know I always signed off of like a lot of deliveries for different types of things like chocolate and like 
you know, milk and et cetera, et cetera. So I think if you work in the industry for a while, you can get to know, like, where you kind of want to go with those things. I don't know about if that's kind of what happened with you. Yeah, you just got to be, you know, you got to be uh, spatial about it. Yeah. You got you to gotta pay attention. To I mean, of course, some people don't pay attention. Yeah, but people will sign off. I mean, people yeah. will, will uh, you know, like, serve coffee that they don't know what it tastes like. Yeah, oh, ooh, let me talk about that real quick, Stephen. Can I bring that up to you? Because what do you think about... Um, and this is why I find that sometimes coffee shops fail, because there'll be this person, right? There's this person that's like, yeah, I love coffee. Everyone loves coffee. Um, I want to make a fucking coffee shop. But they don't know how to fucking make it, or they don't understand um, the how the client and, like, the client-employee, like, interaction, you know? Maybe they don't really understand that. So what would you... What is probably your best advice to somebody um, to kind of maybe they want to open up their own coffee shop like would you ask them first okay do you know how to make coffee if you don't don't fucking do it would you say that yeah you you for sure in order to do it right if you want your business i mean this really this harkens to everything you know like you want to do it right you have to know how to do it like Mm -hmm. you have to you have to be you have to be willing to learn how to do it and that that at times like takes uh you know like takes a takes a matter of you know like you breaking out of your ways uh, trying to, uh, you know, like focus on the demographic that you're serving. Mm. For instance, in Orange County, you know, and in, in places of uh, higher uh, Asian population, you typically want to have higher developed coffee because right. when, you know, like they come from, you know, like uh, like right. that side of the world, that's just how they drink coffee is right. more roasted, darker oh, profiles. Yeah. So things like that you got to think about. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, th- I feel as though like when you consider... Uh, who it is you're serving to, uh-huh. um, and you cater to those needs. Yeah. Um, you know, and the thing is too is you you yourself get to base how much you want to cater. For me, I want to give an experience that people haven't gotten yet because they're so used to Starbucks. So right. I'm not essentially giving. Uh, I'm not catering to what they're used to. You know, I'm catering to Something an experience yeah, that experience. can bring them into an environment where it's new. Mm. They can try new things. And uh, that experience is really what I'm trying to hone in on. Yeah, sure. I really like that. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of places that I've gone to that are kind of like, this is just how we fucking do it. Yeah. And, like, they'll, they won't necessarily cater to people who have never, I don't know, enjoyed a cup of coffee in this type of environment, you know. And I think especially out here in, like, the Inland Empire, it's definitely growing um, over the past five years. I'd say it's grown a lot. Um, I've seen a lot more um, coffee shops and coffee pop-ups and um, stuff like that. Um, but what I'm going to ask you is, would is this an ideal place that you want to stay? Do you want to continue developing in this area? or? Um, that's a great question. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm very much open to opportunities. I want... I have aspirations and I have goals, but... That's um, good. I don't... Yeah, that's, uh, that's also <laughs> but, necessary. like, what's your goal? What's the future of Mantle Coffee? Yeah. Uh, so I, I break things down into different, like, years. Phases? Phases. Okay. Uh, so that within the first three years, I would like to at least have one uh, brick-and-mortar shop open. And uh, within definitely five years, um, I would like to have multiple locations. Uh, I'm not going to be franchising it. Uh, that's a conversation that, you know, like... So you say no. No, no, no. no. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So my business model is based off of that of In-N-Out's. Okay. Hell yeah. Pe- people don't realize... Shout out In-N-Out. People don't realize that In-N-Out doesn't franchise. The oh, reason why it's consistently no, as good not. as it is yeah. for the past 50 plus years... Because they have not franchised. It's limited supply of... of I'm sorry, limited menu. Uh, so they limit, like... 
they limit the uh, the amount that they have to worry about. Um, so they always have one good product that they stick to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the okay scarcity, right? That's like what creates demand. Yeah, absolutely, and it's and it's a it's a great thing to to trademark off of because in and out, you you know, like they they coined the term double double. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you go there, it's all you really need. You go to you know, like uh, mm-hmm. you go to Raising Cane's, same thing. Don't they don't franchise? Yeah, yeah true. You know, like Ugh, you get so you get the one thing that they got and that they're known for. <laughs> so. You know, like, and that and that's the thing too is just keep things simple, keep things honest, you know, and using mm-hmm. good products and keeping everything within your own means and stuff of what you can do. They only expand about six stores a year, right? And uh, and they're just now passing like the Midwest, so nice. you know, like they're they're taking their sweet time, but they're a company that is just like always yeah. known that no matter what. I mean, you just got in and out today. I did get in and out today. Two places that you mentioned, we both <laughs> yeah. ate at today. Raisin cane. That's yeah, just really? Today. Did you really? Yeah, <laughs> that's it was awesome. Really good. So we're just yeah. badasses. So yeah, <laughs> I had a bag of chips earlier. Nice, and my fries. Yeah, and like two fries. Did you? Thanks, And a bit of a beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is that beer? <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is like a I don't know unbuyed ale. This mm. is imported. Is it Japanese? It's Japanese. Yeah. It's Shout out a, Japanese beer, sponsor us. <laughs> how do you how do you create like an environment or an experience for someone drinking coffee when you have like a mobile coffee shop and there's also not a lot of factors that you can control mm. in that situation? Yeah, so there's less aesthetics that we get to rely on and stuff. There's not that like oasis that people feel when they step into the like that stress. That I like. Yeah. Well, the, the thing <laughs> the, is, too, the, is the working. It's the work stress, environment. Yeah. Which is what I go the, to coffee shops. The thing for. is, uh, the thing is, we understand that we're not going to be uh, catering to people who are at coffee shops for work because mm. we, you know, you can't set up at where we're at, you know. So, so understanding that there, that change in demographic, like we, uh, we are more so catering to uh, like like yeah, doing things with what people are going to experience, like taste, because people are going to be at parties, they're going to be at business events. Um, and so whoever's hosting that has us out there. And so, you know, like mm. through our conversations, um, you know, if they're asking for a macchiato, you know, like there's a certain way that I respond to that. Like, hey, we don't do like the regular macchiatos you guys do. We do this way. And we're very, uh, I'm, I have always been very, um, uh, very constructive. I've never been rude with the clientele uh, because they uh, they ask oh. for a certain thing yeah. so uh, that they're used to because I mean, it's God, very important. Caffeine deficient people are assholes though. They Fuck yeah, be. they are. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I hate everyone when I don't have my coffee in the yeah. morning. Yeah, some of my rudest. I mean, I've, yeah, I worked tell at, me some. Tell I worked me. at that tells plenty some, like, of places. horror stories. I have like one, but this one would literally get me in trouble. No, it's oh, fine. What Speak your so, truth. So there is. Um, okay, so first off, like I'm not like I'm not aggressive. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm passive either. Like, I'm just fair. Like, I try to think about, like, the other person's perspective and stuff. Because you're a cancer. I'm very much a cancer, so I'm sensitive to how I say things. (laughs) I'm sensitive to how I say things, how things look. I'm sensitive to people's body language. Like, I, I, I analyze that stuff. So that way I can determine how I, like, I work and operate. God, without, you're such a cancer. Without, uh, without you say, taking away like, it's a bad thing. It's no, a good it's, thing. No, that's why that he, like, creates such an experience yeah, for people. Yeah. Because you, he's aware guys, of it. Is there an experience right now that's going on, you guys? I mean, no, like, when you sell coffee and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yes. you're so receptive to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. You have to be. I'm not like that. But yeah. I'm not a cancer, so. What are you? Which is also. I'm an Aries. You're an Aries? Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I have a lot of Aries friends, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Michael. Shout yeah, out, Michael. Uh, Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think you know Adam. I think he, he posted him You've once. probably definitely seen him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's funny. They got a connection there, too. They, they're amazing. Mm. Wait, 
Wait, hmm? oh. Wait, what? So, anyways, yeah, no, our 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 friends our friends know each other without knowing it. So, anyways, anyways, uh, that's what you, that's what happens when you live in IE and never leave. That's um, people tend to know each other that don't. Anyways, uh, so what were we talking about? Talk about Aries. Oh, like Aries. a horrible Aries. coffee experience. Yeah, horrible oh, okay, so, experience. so I'm like I'm super. I'm not passive. Like I'll I'll be straight up with people if like I absolutely need to be. And then in this case, I think I went above and beyond that. Um, it, so, it, yeah. So I was a volunteer at the time. Um, I was brand new in the coffee industry. I would even argue I was a different person. Okay, I oh, definitely. Oh. I think I was. Maybe I think people. A change. volunteer? That's so weird to me. Oh, vol- a volunteer in, a, in the coffee industry. Yeah. But you loved it that much that you were like. I, I, quit, I essentially quit coffee. my job so I can do volunteering full time and have a part time job at Canterbury. I only got like eleven oh, hours at Canterbury. Volunteer as like a barista. Yeah. yeah. You're basically doing the same thing, but you're just on a volunteer basis. Yeah. I ended up getting sucked into it though. So, anyways, so anyways. I'm, a volu- I'm a volunteer. Uh, I'm working at a nonprofit Christian organization. Burr, in burr, burr, burr. Shout out to you guys. You guys do everything right. Burr, burr, burr. Uh, so, uh, so, anyways, I have this. Uh, I have this lady that comes in, and there's okay. So I'm not. I'm not generalizing in any in any way, because um, I've served many. I've served many people who were Australian that were kind and nice, but. I will say this, that Australians have a particular way of liking their coffee, and at times could be stubborn about it. Flat white. Flat white, exactly. Yeah, so things white. like that, uh-huh. they like, I've, I've had, I've had, a, never my own experience, because I'm, you know, like, I kind of just, like, whatever, dude, but I've had people, like, get into arguments and stuff, and it's like, dude, it's not a freaking flat white, and it's I know that's English. Flat that totally white. sounds like it's <laughs> crocky. Yeah, you know, like, they, 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 like, argue with, like, crikey. you know, like, they're, like, Crikey. 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 No, they're very particular about... Um, no, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, was, that last part English. was good. That last okay. part was good. Yeah. That it part was good. Uh, no, but... So, they were super particular, you know? And I get that. Like, coffee's like... We're all particular with our coffee. We're all particular. But at the same time, like, I may order Americano wherever I go, but I'm not going to, like, expect it the same way. For wherever sure. I go. That's what For makes sure. shops cool, is they're all different. They're all different, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. that's not the case here. So, this chick was actually really rude. Um, I didn't pick up on that until I made her drink already. So she's like, yeah, can I have a, a 12 ounce latte? But can I do that like in a 16 ounce cup? And I was like, sure, no problem. Like I'm totally getting caught up in her accent and stuff. You and know? you're like, <laughs> wow. And, uh, and so, so she's like, uh, so I make her, I make her latte in a 16 ounce cup. It's supposed to be 12, 12 ounces. Right. Yeah. And I forget that. So I pour the rest of the milk in there and take it all the way up to 16 ounces. Uh-oh. And as soon as I hand it to her, I remember I'm like, fuck, I was supposed to only have this be at 12 ounces. And so she lost her shit. What did she say? And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <gasps> she's like, I, I asked for this, like to be a 12 ounce. And I was like, I could put, I can, I could remake it for you. It'd be real quick. She's like, I'm already on, I'm already late somewhere. Like I got to freaking go. This is upsetting. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well I, I apologize. Like you just let me know if it changes, and, you know? And so she drank a little bit. She comes back and she's like, you know what? Just put another shot in there. And then like I do that. And then as I'm like making the shot and pulling it, she's like, you understand why I asked you to do that. Right? Like, are you there? Oh my god! And she like, and she like, she did this gesture where she pointed to her like head, and she's like, like, are you like there? Like, are you retarded or something? <gasps> and I'm just like, I like looked at her. I poured her shot inside her drink and looked her dead in the eyes, and was just like, here you go, bitch. <laughs> she, 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 she
I didn't hear anything on Yelp, so I was like, Dang. I was like, dude, she knew. She that knew she, she was in the wrong. Yeah, she she knew at least that she was acting like one. Damn. But see, that's the thing is, like, I've never called somebody like that ever. I never, I never even think I at that point refer to a woman as like that. That word. That oh point. my goodness. But it was just something that came out. Like yeah. well, that was my that was my really defense bitchy. mechanism. Yeah, I was like, dude, this person needs to know that she's a fucking horrible human being. I would have been way more pissed. I would have, like, spit her cup and then threw it at her and, like, ran away. Yeah. yeah. So, I was so angry. Like, oh. that was, that was, like, the one time. I also, this is, like, yeah, that's, that's like, the, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the big one right there. Like, that was, that only happened, though, like, in the beginning. Mm. There was another time, though, too. Uh, so, this is, like, during Sunday mornings. Uh-huh. Uh, we're working on a church campus, so it's, like, high volume. Everybody that's on bar, I trust. I know that because I trained them to do their job and I have the utmost confidence because I put him in the position that they were in to serve coffee that morning so this guy he's like you know he's kind of like throwing a fit because he has to wait in line and we're like sorry dude there's 50 other people who are in your same position right now you guys all want coffee at the same time you guys just gotta wait for the same amount of time he, like, like just how it is no 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 oh. so so he finally gets his coffee and he's like he's like look how much ice they put in there there's probably like two ounces of coffee in there and I was like sir if you don't like it I can remake it for you and I'm already, at this point, I'm already kind of worked up. You know, it's, like, a busy morning. And mm-hmm. he's, like, he's like talking to, like, somebody who I worked with um, and someone who I cherish. Shout out to Sarah. Um, you know, and, and he's, like, kind of being rude to her. And I was, like, sir, like, we could remake that for you if you'd like. Yeah. And he's, like, no, don't worry about it. And I was, like, sir, if you have a problem with it, please, like, let me know. We'll remake it for you. And he just, like, walks away, like, super frustrated. Uh. And it was just, like, one of those, like, ugly situations where I got way too irritated with him. Yeah. And I think he was just, like... You know, like, he was just, like, unfair and stuff. I feel like sometimes these people who are, like, so fucking... They got some shit up their ass. Yeah, Yeah, they're so entitled. entitled. They don't even realize they're being entitled. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You know, I think they do realize it. I just think because you're kind of paying them, like, I'm buying something from you, we know that you have to take our shit. So it's like they'll just project it onto you. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is, like, they understand that you're a barista that serves coffee for a living. So fuck you. Like that's their that's a lot of these people's mentalities. Definitely. I based off uh, I base who's a good person off of how they treat clientele and counter help. Oh fuck. Oh, sorry, yeah. not clientele, but counter help for sure. So if you're help, fucking janitor. If you're yeah, so if you're if you're ordering at a restaurant and you're fucking rude. Oh fuck that's you. A, that's like if it's a first date for me, mm-hmm. like that right there is a red flag. I will act on that red flag more than mm-hmm. anything else that I would Ooh. like. Like how about this one? What's up? You're on a date. The um, they take the check, okay. This mm-hmm. is it. Doesn't matter what gender, okay. It doesn't matter what fucking gender, but they do not fucking tip. They just like yeah, leave it. yeah. See, that's that's a big thing for me too. I, uh, what do you think? Yeah, if you, I mean, tipping tipping in America like is a huge thing, you know, because yes. these these people aren't getting paid. Yeah, and I and I think if you're whether if you're rude to to the counter help or whether or not you're tipping. I think not being able to put yourself in the person's perspective where they may need your respect or they may or at times need your tip because they're not tip, making yeah. enough money at the job that they're at, I think that shows a disconnect, and that's a disconnect that like is definitely a red flag. So if they're not tipping, oh, big fucking red flag right yeah. there. Sure. I mean, granted, like there are times where it's like, oh, shit, like, I didn't account for a tip or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, there's there, whatever. But there's also times where I've been on dates, and I'm like, yeah. You're not gonna leave anything, yeah. and they're just here's, like. Here's the thing. Okay, so if you're discouraged from tipping, uh, here's a. I actually learned this from my business partner, and it's a good thing to keep in mind. So if you're ever on a date, you get super nervous, 
and are you like shit like should I tip like like two above or two below or whatever just take the tax multiply it by two holla good tip oh really what that's a that? tip for tips guys burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Uh, like what you so, did there. Yeah, because tips are, uh, well, the tax is like on eight. average between 7 to 8%. Yeah, 8%. Oh, and definitely. Tipping should definitely be between 15, 15 to 20%. 20. I try to do so. 20. I do it mainly not because of the other person, but because I want good karma. And I think it'll give me good <laughs> yeah, karma. Yeah, always, if you want good karma, lay down a fat tip. If you want good karma, you want to get laid. Fat tip. Fat tip. Fat tip. <laughs> yeah. Or because you just fucking respect people. If, she, if yeah. she will want the tip unless you leave a fat tip. Ooh. Just the tip. That just can be tip. on a shirt. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, God. So, but anyways. My anyways. mom's listening to this for sure, by the way. That's good. Oh, she raised great. her son right. She did. She did. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, let's see. We well, guys have questions, right? Yeah, we have a bunch of questions. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think we touched. Was there any more mantle ones or... Did you guys, like, want to break away from that? Well, uh, so, um, we pretty much, you know, you gave us a rundown of Mantle, gave us a rundown of the background of it, who you are, what, you know, what kind of your philosophy and your values are as far as yeah. being a coffee shop owner. Um, but also, there's one aspect that I did want to touch upon. Um, have you, and you were saying this in the beginning, where you were, like, really scared to do certain things for your business, right? Yeah. Do you, is, do you normally have, like these bouts of like anxiety to do things is that just a normal thing or it was that particular to mantle yeah i know i know we wanted to touch on this later on too in the uh-huh. podcast but it's a it's a daily thing for me mm. um you know like i'm one of those people where uh i have a lot of doubt in myself um and i at times like look in the wrong places for validation mm. and that's one thing for the past two years that i've had to really evolve with um, and having more faith in myself to, to push through and have that perseverance, um, you know, like I've, I've had to really work with. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, it's an, it's an everyday thing. Getting out of I bed sometimes bad. is, is Do you have tough. like rituals or motivations or things that you do or tell yourself? Like for me personally, like disconnecting from my phone and social media yeah. and like letting myself kind of sit with whatever emotion I have. So if I'm anxious or if I feel depressed, like I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is just how I feel right now. And that's okay. And then if I, like, constantly try to fight it, like, I feel like it just makes it worse. I rely heavily on music. Mm-hmm. So when uh, when I was growing up, I listened to a lot of... Uh, I pretty much listened to Only Lincoln Park. That's so <laughs> depressing. Uh, it's it's super It's super depressing. And I think, I think it played a... I think it played a... I think it played a role in my life as a kid because I felt worthless at times. Yeah. Um, Steven. I, uh, you know, like, I, I battled a lot of shit as a kid. And sure. a lot Same. of it was all coming inside because I lived a great life. You know, like I, mm. my parents loved me, even though they were divorced, they both like individually like cared for me. And, and I always mm. felt that. But as far as like, like myself, you know, like, like perception, yeah, always in the shitter. But one thing I've always like loved about like a park was, you know, they always, uh, I always felt like when Chester Bennington was singing, mm. like he was fucking talking to me. And I always felt like everything that he was going through, I was going through, <laughs> bless you, bless at that you. same time. And, uh, so, so, yeah, so there was a, so I got like a a weird, um, I had a weird experience when he died Mm. because when I was in eighth grade, I actually wrote an essay about Chester Bennington. The prompt was write about your hero. So everybody was writing about, uh, firefighters. Everybody was writing about their own dads. dads. I wrote about Chester. (laughs) I wrote about Chester Bennington because I felt like I, 
you know, like I saw a lot of parallels between the two of us. Mm. And, uh, and when he passed away, when he, when he took oh. his own life, like I, for maybe two weeks, like really struggled with that. As like, I looked, I looked up to this person yeah, of as like a pinnacle of strength, yeah. you know, and to see somebody go out like that, like it's yeah. just, you know, it kind of, it kind of shook me like in a way I, I wasn't expecting it to. Yeah, sure. And, uh, so, but anyways, like I would say now, um, uh, I always, um, uh, a good friend of mine, she, she always, uh, she never asks how people are doing. She asks, uh, what are you listening to? Oh, I love that. And, uh, and I'm like, dude, that's so fucking true. Cause what are you listening uh, to? What are you so, listening so, to? Okay. so I have, uh, I have organized my Spotify playlist like religiously based on mood, based off of mood. So uh-huh. I have, I have, I organize these like playlists cause I like to travel. Um, I organize them based off of you where I've share been. them with us. I definitely will. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so there's a Walk Manhattan playlist that I've had for two years now, and it's pretty much it kind of, I, I would say the entire playlist kind of captures the essence of one scene from Limitless with Bradley Cooper, uh-huh, when nice. he's walking and he just took his fucking pill and he's experiencing <laughs> 100% of brain activity, Tight. and he's, and then, uh, and then literally Black Keys Howling For You comes on, mm-hmm. and then just the beat and everything, it's very entrepreneurial-like, it's very, it's very spiriting, and mm-hmm. I, and I love that, and it's funky. And so I've been listening to a lot of that. Uh, there is uh, there the man by the killers. Yes. I like if I need it, like I'll fucking listen to that because I need to feel like I'm the goddamn man in order to like do my shit. I love that's, that. That's not because yes. here's the thing is like that's not how I start off my fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I have to each day I work up. I'm like starting off with like the stresses of my day. Yeah. I'm shaking off. I literally like these days if I fucking wake up, I like I feel as though I'm missing something. Like, I have overslept, and there's an event that I'm supposed to be oh, at. Oh, God. That's, like, I start off every Heart fucking attack. morning like that now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. I was in Oceanside today. I knew that I had nothing going on today. When I woke up, I was, like, back in that moment. Like, I missed something. Mm. I am, you know, and, and so, like, that's my anxiety and stuff. For you know? sure. Like, like I, I get super anxious. Like I get super anxious about that because mm. it's, you know, like, I'm the only one. I'm the face of this company. I need to represent it. Right. I need to make sure that I'm punctual. I need to make sure that when I'm, if I'm there, I'm serving the product that's good. Right. So, you know, if I'm starting off, like, the mornings and stuff, like, with this fear, I need to shake that shit off mm. and get out of the headspace. So I'll rely on, on, on music, music to do make that. you feel more powerful or up. Yeah. So you can imagine okay. I get super fucking stressed out if I lose my AirPods. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, those are like, but that's, <sighs> that's how I've been my entire life, though. And, and started yeah. off with Link Park. I don't listen to Link Park anymore because I realized that I was super moody when I did. So I listen to more things that are uplifting. I love you know, that. Like not the, yeah. So, but anyways, my, my oh, entire oh. playlist that were based off of however it is yeah. that I'm feeling. For sure. So that's, that's just how it is. But definitely I rely on music. Um, I have to, uh, I have to constantly tell myself that, Hey, like I, I cleared the last step. It took energy to do that. It took a certain amount of, uh, you know, momentum to do that. And I fucking cleared it. I have to make sure that that wasn't worth or that nothing. that was worth something. Yeah. yeah. And not, well, it was, it was worth it something. was worth something. So yeah. the, you know, like when I first started off the year, you know, I was fresh out of a relationship that was like five years long. And so it was a big change in my life, you know, and, and that like, that I felt as though like was enough energy for, for me to focus on my health. Yes. Um, you know, so I was, I was 80 pounds heavier than where I was, you know, and, and that's I, that's a lot of weight to lose. That's like that's half amazing. of, that's like half of where I'm at now. That's like, like almost sassy right now. I, I pretty much, I, I pretty <laughs> much, I pretty much lost one <laughs> Cecilia. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so yeah, I had to shed you off apparently. And, and the thing was, is 
you know, like I, I was always one of those people where it's like in order to get the business up and running, I had to make sure that I was peak like mental strength. Right. And I would always argue that with my ex-girlfriend because she was a nutritionist. Uh, and I was like, I need to work work more on my mental strength. Like, I don't yeah. want to focus on my physical shit, you know? But I realized going to the gym each and every day, something I'm uncomfortable about, you know, like, I was started off as a fucking, I looked at myself like a fat ass, you know? And I, I was running, like, 13-minute miles and shit. You know, it's like I wasn't doing good, but, you know, like, I, like I just, I just, just did that. I just did that every single day, and eventually, like, nice I, that wasn't the case anymore and and i used i used that you know now i'm running like seven and a half minute miles Woo-hoo. wow which is, that's amazing which is better yeah which is better than yeah. than my high school miles and stuff so yes. so i shut all that stuff off and and you know like things like the gym kind of like i don't like it uh but, but i like it. how i feel afterwards yeah. it's just a matter of going through the motions yeah, and, sure. and or just getting there i think yeah. is what feels good yeah so and the thing is too is like there is so um, I, I think about retirement a lot. I don't want to, I don't want a fast retirement. I don't want to mm. retire young, but I, I want to have a right retirement. For sure. What does that um, mean? So I want to, I want to finally at some point be at ease. Okay. Um, because. Not have to worry about money. Anything. Worry about. Anything. Finishing anything. Yeah. The, the thing is, is for the past like year straight. Yeah. I have experienced every waking moment with uh, a constant level of stress, mm, yeah. which isn't bad. You know, like, you need the pressure in your life. Right. You know, like, you need you need the, the push. Yeah. If I didn't have that stress, honestly, I would have, you know, I'd probably be playing video games all day. Yeah. If I didn't put myself through what I was, you know, like, I need to yeah, go through. Yeah, I love that, though. And uh, so, you know, like, like I, I constantly, like, I want to be able to put the kids through college without You're worrying about that. non-existent kids? Not yet. It will be <laughs> one day. Mm-hmm. One day. I got, I got aspirations. baby clusters. Baby clusters. We'll see. Coffee in their little baby Coffee. bottle. Yeah, okay, why not? <laughs> they have little mantle trucks. Hey, start them start young. So cute. That's so cute. But yeah, I uh, my biggest thing is you know like when I became a teacher, I made that decision with kids in mind. I love that. You know, and, and I want to be present. I want to make enough money. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter when it happens. You know, it just mm-hmm. matters that it does at some point happen. And when it does happen, I want to be ready for that. Uh, I want to send them through college. I want to pay for a wedding if it's a girl. I don't know if that's like everybody else's traditions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Like that's that's, that's what so I. That's so cute that you're thinking of that now. Think about that shit, kind of shit. You know, because it's love like because the thing is, is like if you don't think about that stuff and it happens, you're not fucking ready. And yeah. then the person that you might love now, you might hate later because of financial problems. So that's yeah. when everybody, True. when everybody, Amen. when everybody Amen. gets fucking married at 21, they're not considering the fact that you have to make an average of eighty thousand dollars to fucking live in For Southern sure. California. How many couples? How many couples? And that's a that's a bad house right there. You want to make eighty thousand dollars? You're like limiting yourself on where you can live. Uh, how many couples together at our age can make that much money and still live financially like comfortable? Um, let me let me check my yeah, check, contact list. I mean, is one of them uh, stripping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and you mean strippers though? They uh, make a you, lot. They, they do make a. I do personally know strippers that uh, make like, I quite a shit. I mean, I think it depends on the job. Like, I know a lot of people our age that are like software engineers yeah. gonna, or in real estate. Sorry, I'm a mess. And like good. other things that make a lot of money, whereas like. Um, yeah, it depends on the job, I think, definitely. It definitely does. And the thing is, is, you know, like, my biggest thing is, like, what I do, I want to love. And I want to love what it is that I do. Yeah. And and that's my biggest thing. Because my, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've experienced it where my parents don't like what I, what they do. Right. I've also experienced my parents living and doing things at their work life that 
they did and didn't make enough money for doing. I, I totally complicated that statement, but right, they're, but they're they at didn't this make, job that they're not making. They're making money enough at, money. Yeah. yeah. So the both of those cause problems. Right. Hundred percent. My mm. parents divorced because of financial reasons. Mm, um, damn. Yeah. So it was, and they caused a lot of problems. So so the divisions that that were mm. there already because they're two different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, were greater because of financial problems that, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, having two kids had on them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like I don't want to raise my kids, you know, like like with those kind of pressures and mm-hmm. shit. I want to be established, you know, uh, cancers are nesters. So I want to have Fuck a, yeah. I want to have a fucking home <laughs> that is comfortable for everybody. Yeah. You know, that there's no tension in. I find that in a lot of, um, cancers. Yeah, I bet <laughs> you do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah, that's actually true. No, that <laughs> is yeah, true. Yeah, it is true though. That it's is true. true. I only so know one other cancer. Can I, um, ask you this, yeah. Stephen? Um, I, well, I, I only want to go back to this because I feel like, yourself, myself, and then as also Shannon, I feel like this year we have all gone through, um, like a breakup yeah. and then also gone through kind of like a, I don't know, like a neogenesis of self. After the breakup? Yeah. When oh, you realize 100%. you have so much yeah. energy to put into right. yourself and your yourself. life. Yeah. Do you find that like, well, for me, like I, I've always struggled with mental health, mental illness or, right. you know, struggled with it. Um, but I found that like oh, okay, like, when I do focus on myself, when I actually get the shit done that I'm getting anxious about, yeah. like, it, it gets a little better. So would you say that, like, you know, I'm not saying that because you broke up your life, like, was better all of a sudden or whatever, but I'm saying, do you think that, you know, you, you were saying that, you know, your ex-girlfriend wasn't understanding that you have to be 100%, like, mentally there if you want to start your own business, if you want to yeah. be starting yourself. How do you, how do you do that? You know, how do you like juggle all of that? Do you just put all of it into your business or do you like kind of maybe not necessarily, do you still have to distinguish like your own mental self from your business? If that makes sense. Like, how do you kind of balance those two? Great question. That's like one of probably one of the best questions I've ever been asked. Um, I, uh, so there yes and no to yeah. both uh to both those um there was a lot of energy like coming off of the relationship um i never had a different level of energy i would say a lot of our problems towards the end of the relationship came because i was so focused on the business mm-hmm. and uh so there was like kind of like a void that needed to be like filled um you know and and things you know things things happened and you know and like I, I definitely was was not. Uh, I'm trying to be as vague but as informational as possible mm-hmm. on this. Um, but uh, you know, out of, out of respect and to describing both parties, what but, happened with the relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. So sure. so yeah. pretty much pretty much what had happened was you know like there was a lot of focus that I put. I was working two jobs, uh, both full time, sixty wow. hour workloads uh, during there, and then also crazy. too I had mantle uh, mm-hmm. that I was developing and. Um, fun, fun story. Um, I'm actually, my, my business partner is my ex-girlfriend's dad. Wow. Did you know about that? No. no? CC, CC knew for sure. Yes, yeah. I, so, I didn't know that. so, um, so it's, it's, uh, yeah. So I've known him for five years, you know, like, I mean, obviously like I, I mean, I looked to, I looked to him as, as, as a father figure, right. you know, mm-hmm. and, um, how he like, how he is with his daughters, how I want to be with my daughters. Love you know? that. But see, here's the thing, though. It's like you, you know, like you see things you like and you pick and choose. 
and and that's not that's not like he's not like the only model obviously that I'm shaping myself mm-hmm. after but right. definitely a big and prominent one you know mm-hmm. of course I have my own dad and I got my stepdad as well too mm-hmm. um, and then there's also Billy Mays and Bob Ross but anyways <laughs> Billy, uh, Mays. <laughs> Billy Mays Billy Mays, Mays. Hi, Billy Mays here the guy that sold stuff on Instagram yeah when he okay yes 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 he died dude yeah. this guy died June 27th all right is that your birthday no it was three days before my birthday okay hold on he's the Story reborn time. Billy Mays everyone <laughs> okay so so I wake up I wake up at my dad's house right I I just celebrated I just celebrated my my birthday at my dad's house right, right. my mom she's picking me up she's like hey Sibo that's what my mom calls me at least when I was young she still does it. Um, so she's like, hey, like we're going to pick you up. We're going to go to Universal Walk. We're going to see Transformers 2. Fuck yeah. I was so hyped for this. Yeah. I like. I was probably never more hyped for any other movie Fuck coming yeah. out. I love Transformers. I wake up that morning. <laughs> what's on the fucking news? Billy, Billy Mays. Billy Mays fucking passes away. Yeah. Not only did no. I watch his fucking TV show, but his commercial. Like, literally, you're going through commercials and shit. Right. You fast forward it. Dude, I saw Billy Mays. No, no, no. I got to hear something about OxyClean. Hold on. Let me yeah. go all the Aww. way back, and I'll fucking watch his infomercials. Aww. And, wow. yeah, I was, I like loved, I loved his Mays. energy. <laughs> I loved his energy. I loved everything about him, right? You're Billy May's son. <laughs> Hi. Stephen May's here. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, I really fucking liked him. I really Why? did. I don't know. It was just, it was just him. That's so funny. He was, he was nostalgic. I used to watch him as a fucking kid. I love And that. then I watched him when I was a teen. Like, I don't know. I just, like, I, I, I was like, you All know right. what? Like, he's dope. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm getting you now, Steven. You know, Link Park, <laughs> Billy Mays. <laughs> so, I don't get it. <laughs> so, so, I, uh, yeah, so... I wake up this morning and that, that morning and I and I find out Billy Mays dies. Right? Oh man! My parents take me to watch this fucking movie and I'm enjoying it. Right? My parents at the time, my mom was uh, married to her ex-husband of nine years, so I knew him as a as a fatherly figure. His name was Jake. I looked up to Jake. Jake had this wallet that he carried around him for about five years uh, that I really wanted, and I always kind of wanted that, you know. Because I look to him as a dad, I kind of wish I didn't. And I'll go into those details very briefly for a second. Um, so we are at Universal Walk. We're watching the movie, having a great time. Optimus Prime is fucking destroying some Decepticons. Like Fuck I'm, in, yeah. I'm enjoying this shit. Okay. And Megan Fox. Shout out oh, Michael Megan Bay. <laughs> Shout out Michael Bay. That's why we watch. Yo, uh, but okay, one and two, that's it. The rest of the Transformers, like three. No, yeah. three's solid. Three's okay, solid. three's okay. Is three with Bumblebee. No, oh, wait. Yeah, they're three. All with they're all with Bumblebee. They're all with Bumblebee. Don't to me. Three's, three's like three. I saw that one on my birthday because they always came out on my birthday, which is fucking perfect. Oh, interesting. Um, this one fucking came out. Crazy. We were in New York. Okay. Uh, when we saw it, that third one, that was great. Okay. So, anyways, okay. So we're watching the movie. Uh, this is back in like 2011. Enjoying ourselves, right? Yeah. And uh, really enjoying our time as a family. We're like, wow, you know, it, like this is great. So we get back. We're, uh, we're right before we get home and stuff. We stop off. We get El Pollo Loco. I get my favorite fucking thing from El Pollo Loco, the Pollo Bowl. Okay? Yeah, okay. We're sitting down at the dinner table now. I'm eating and diving into my fucking Pollo Bowl, and I realize the room's, like, super silent. Mind you, this is three days before my birthday. Okay. okay. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? My brother and I kind of looked at each other. Before we realized, my mom's crying at the Aww. dinner table. Like, Mom, you're eating fucking Pollo, like, like El Pollo Loco. Why are you crying? Well, we have something to tell you. Shut up. We're getting into a divorce. What? Three days before my fucking birthday, dude. What? Yeah. Fucked up, right? 
but it's at I'm, El Pollo Loco. No, 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 no. This is at home. This is at home. At <laughs> Wait, this what did Billy Mays <laughs> This is just the same day. This is Billy Mays. This is the icing on the goddamn cake to Billy Mays dying the same fucking day. Did you listen to Linkin Park after that? I did. Because New Divide just came out. And I was like, I was super fucking big into New Divide. New Divide for the new Transformers I didn't know you were into that like that. Okay, so anyways. Wow. I love Transformers. I love Linkin Park, bro. So good. I'm not, like, I'm not kidding. So the other night when we're like, we have to find a song that we can both listen to and sing, it could have been Linkin Park. Linkin Park. Fuck. Okay. All right, all right. We okay, next time I'm your DD for all sure. All right, let's do it. I was more like your designated drunk driver, that but anyways. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was an admission okay. of a joke, okay? That was a joke. Anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, <laughs> say psych right now. Psych. <laughs> Pseudo. <laughs> okay, anyways. So anyways, yeah, one of those were a lie. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I, I literally spent my uh, my birthday three days later packing out of my house and like um, moving into oh, a Steven. yeah. So God, so that really kind of that so to harken back to my original thing, I don't want fucking kids going through that shit. You know what I'm right. saying? I want to have a good goddamn household that I can nest mm. and one that's like constructive. If there's right. ever a problem, it's not gonna fucking break <laughs> the family down. So anyways, yeah. I mean, I just think there's a lot of things you can't control with kids Sometimes. and family. No, yeah. there's a lot, yeah. and you're gonna like create some sort of complex in your kids that they're gonna blame you for it. Too, oh, for it? sure. Yeah, well, I'm, let I'm me, ready for that. Let me say, let me just kind of maybe tie in. You know, that idea is that like, okay, this is the main thing. You gotta t- fucking take care of yourself, and you gotta fucking take care of your mental health and yeah. whatever that may be, and whatever you know, whatever spot you are in your life, you need to make that a priority. And I think. You did a good job probably doing that this past year. You know, look at where your business is at now. You know, look at where you at physically, mentally, emotionally. I I would like to say that, you know, like I'm peak. Um, peak? You're peak. only getting started. No, you're just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about like I'm not talking about aspirations. I'm talking about like mental health. Okay. Okay. Because I'm definitely not that. Okay. You know, like I am constantly second guessing myself. I am constantly all over the place. You know, like, my my mind is uh, thinking about 15 things at the same time. I'm thinking Uh, about orders that I need to place. I'm thinking about invoices that I need to pay. I'm thinking about people that I need to meet. I'm thinking about running a fucking bar. Above Mm -hmm. that, I need to serve the fucking... I am a piece of shit to work for, to be honest, because... Uh, my standards are so high for myself, it stresses me the fuck out, okay? (laughs) So, that's a good thing. thing. That's a good thing. But the thing is, is, like... That is all on my shoulders, and that is uh, a, amount of, uh, the amount of pressure that I face every single day, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, like, um, I'll forget shit all the time. I'll forget things in here. I'll get home. Mm. I'll be like, what the fuck, Steven? Like, you totally forgot about that. Mm. It's because I wasn't thinking about it at the time, and it totally went mm. over my head, and, you know, like, and that's just kind of where it's at. I have gaffes all the time. I mm. accidentally called somebody the wrong name mm-hmm. multiple fucking times. It happens. <laughs> it happens, but the thing yeah. is, is that's, like, where I'm at now, you know? Okay. And, and the thing is, is, like, you know, like, I, I, I'm i on my way sounds to... Sounds like you have too much on your plate. It's like, you exactly what it is. Like, you could be Atlas, but, like, yeah. you're gonna... The, gonna... the thing is, is I want to reduce the most amount of stress. For me, unfortunately, it is all financial stress. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is, starting up a business, uh, don't... You're not guaranteed to make any money for the first two years. Right. So, you know, anybody listening to this, they have to understand that. that they have this to is, accept that. And this accept, is you know? a financial burden that's going to carry you mm-hmm. for as long as it needs to, and you have zero right. fucking control over that. Right. Whether if it's a lease, 
whether if it's paying for a commissary in which we're all sitting in right now. Shout out. Shout out to the worst fucking commissary in the IE. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? What? I love it. <laughs> well, the, well, the, comi- the commissary, this commissary sucks, but I think all commissaries kind of suck. I mean, it's a commissary. It's commissary, yeah. What, do you, what does that mean? The truck thing? Oh, no, no. The no. commissary is the facility. Oh, we have to store com- this. Yeah, commissary. Oh, I like it. Yeah, so we're, parked, we're parked in a... Really nice. We're literally in a parking lot. We're in a parking lot with a bunch of other food trucks. It's called yeah. a commissary. Right. This commissary It's where they sucks. dump all their shit. Okay. Their okay. shit. Um, but, well, let me just offer you this then, Stephen, and offer also our listeners... Um, maybe people who might not necessarily be like running their own business or whatever, but people who are going through everything on their daily life, you know, things stack up, there's things you got to do. There's a list going on in your head, you know, like I struggle with this too. And I think what I have to remind myself, um, also is that, you know, you're doing the damn thing and you got to be gentle with yourself, you know, like not gentle in the sense, like you can just be lazy and like kind of be like brush it off and like brush off your responsibility. But yeah, you got to be gentle and like give yourself credit, give yourself credit for where it's It also depends just on the person and like what balance you need. Cause sometimes I work off stress really well. And when I'm too gentle with myself, I will allow myself to be Mm. lazy pretty often. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Don't be lazy, but be gentle with yourself if you're being hard on yourself. I've always been like, you know, this never comes from me. This, I mean, I definitely am aware of it, but um, like growing up and stuff, like I've always been, uh, you know, like when your teachers and stuff, they do evaluations, they bring your, your yeah. parents in. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a single year that my, my mom had one of those and the teacher didn't tell her that I was not hard on myself. Yeah. And, uh, and I it, it's how it is. Probably hard on yourself, and I'm, I'm, hard on myself. I'm yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, and the thing is, it's like, I, I'm always at some point trying to be a better person, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm always trying to improve the life that I'm in. You know, and I feel as though as like I'm always just so uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I'm always chasing something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that like that only like you only see the value in yourself when you look back and you're saying I'm so much more of a different person than I was then. But when it comes to reflecting yourself in the present, it's very mm-hmm. hard to be constructive. Right. And you got to be and mindful. And, and I have to. I have yeah. to. Because the thing is, is I am 23. I have a fucking business. Burr, 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 burr. And that's that's not something. That's a sentence I've probably uttered maybe three times. I'm, I'm 23 and I have a business. <laughs> and like <laughs> that's the, awesome. But no, it's, it's at the same time, like, it is kind of a. I didn't know he was 23. That yes. is. How old did you think I was? Like 25, 26. 25. Yeah. That's average. Yeah. I think the highest my my manager just found it. I work at a restaurant too, so my manager that works there, she thought I was like thirty two, thirty five. I feel like that's common for men with facial hair. Yeah, I I'm right now. If you guys you guys definitely can't tell, but I'm rocking a mustache. We'll post a picture. Yeah. We'll post a picture video. This is you know. this mustache does not reflect who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. You look this like Bob's is, Burgers. <laughs> this, this is Bob's Burgers. This, this is Steven's <laughs> coffee. I have to be, I have to be super nasally for yeah, that. Yeah. Huh? Hey, you, you got this. Can I be Tina? I'm trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to hone in on my Bob's Burgers. Holy Bob's Burgers. No, no it doesn't sound like that. It's way, it's way lower. Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, uh. No? Yeah, I can't no, do I it. We're not, we're not doing not that shit that. now. We're not made for impersonation. Anyways, I love Bob's Burgers. Um, but <laughs> let me um, ask you this. It's totally sidetracked sure. question and might be our last question. Um, it's your favorite Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so I was going to say you're hard on yourself, right? Yeah. And you, we are all fans of Rick and Morty in this truck right here. But do you think that there's probably parallels between how Rick is probably super hard on himself? That's why he keeps fucking making these fucking inventions. I feel as though... Or do you feel like he's not? I feel as though Rick um, is very self-aware. 
yeah. of a lot of his. He's I think probably in the show the most self aware. Most self aware person. Yeah, how he feels about himself, how he feels about Morty. I feel as though he kills his liver because of the guilt that he has for his wife who died. Mm. They didn't confirm how his wife dies. I was going to say, did she die? Because she has definitely died, but I think it has to do something with him. Mm. And I think as though, like, he he drinks and he spins himself out of control. Uh. He's not responsible with himself. Uh. I think think that is self-reflective of him as a person not seeing... um, He's essentially what he's doing is looking at himself as a piece of shit. And I feel as though as he goes on these adventures, he constantly divulges in certain experiments and stuff because he's trying to escape things. Yep. That episode with uh, with uh, Pickle Rick. Uh, Pickle Rick. Um, he's avoiding he's avoiding uh, family therapy. therapy. Yeah. Um, and so he turns himself into a fucking pickle. Okay. Right. So I feel as though that's that's one he's deprecating himself of the things that he needs in order to improve himself. Right. And that is so self reflection. Well, also, I don't right. think he wants to improve himself. Like, I feel like he's, he's happy scared with of it. I think, life is I think that's the one thing that Rick's scared of. He's not afraid of death. You know, he has been in multiple situations where he has faced death. He's not yeah. been worried about that. He's, he's, I think, more than anything, like, very afraid of, of facing himself in the mirror. Having success. Having, no, not just success, but Happiness? like, just self analyzing. You know, and, and uh, knowing and knowing not only who he is, but what he needs to do, but to improve himself. For his actions, yeah. maybe if he did kill his wife, right? And I, I think I think that ties into like his like self deprecation. Yeah. You know, and, and I and I feel as though he's afraid to look in the mirror. And I also say this: I feel as though he finds a lot of life in being with Morty yeah. right. and investing in him, even right. though he says that he doesn't fucking care about him. You know, I think Rick, out of everybody in the family. Uh, cares the most about Morty because right. Morty's as Morty is innocence. Morty is is a canvas in which you know, like this life that he's living is is painting on every day. Right. And so you know, like Rick finds value in that, mm. and uh, and I feel as though he's not being honest with his love for Morty as well too. But there's every once in a while you get these little spurts where it's like, it's like oh, it's for my grandson, you know, and yeah. he'll like do something, and you know, like and you're like wow. <laughs> Like, that was Rick right there. That was yeah. the real Rick. He cares. No, right. And I feel as though he's going about, for our entertainment, going about the worst ways possible to What's deal with this What's your favorite episode? Um, my favorite episode, I'd say, would have to be the one where they go into the engine. The micro, the microverse oh, engine. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I because fucking hate that. not only does that have uh, Stephen Colbert in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I love, I love how it kind of, it kind of talks about, and the thing is, too, is, like, I'm sure when these people are creating these TV shows, they're, like, people overanalyze our shit. Duh. Oh, we duh. literally make a microverse engine, we're not thinking about it. No. But the things, the elements and stuff that are in it, I feel as though can be interpreted to, like, lessons and stuff. You know, like, uh, things are created as an assembly line. We fill these assembly lines with actual human beings. Uh, same thing that Rick did with his microverse engine. He created an entire universe to power his fucking car. I think that, I think it has a lot to say with our fucking society, where it's like, mm-hmm. our energy is so uh, expendable for things that we don't we take for granted. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, it's, and, a, it's a resource. And the thing is, too, yeah. is, like, you know, it's a huge fucking, it's a huge, you know, like, this thing is multilateral. And it, and it happens from the top down. So what is this microverse does? Uh, it has its own scientist, and he designs uh, another microverse engine right. to do the exact same that Rick's doing to his universe. So 
Is this your microverse? Is Mantle your microverse? Uh, <laughs> Be honest. No, I. I Be think, honest. I'm trying to think. Are you working I mean, for Starbucks? Think about like the yeah. coffee, like the coffee that you source to like give people energy and like drink coffee is yeah. like also sourced from like people who are farming and like whatever. Well, that, okay. So, so, yes. Whatever yeah. country. Yeah. So I think I think I'm not. That's an excellent way of looking at it because the thing is, is everything is multilateral. Yeah. Right. The the thing is, there's a life that exists. Yeah. In a in a period in time. Uh, from where mine is yeah. that I'm not considering it maybe at times, you know, like the coffee like the that's farmers. sitting, <laughs> the coffee that's sitting in the, in the, in my hopper right now, um, somebody roasted, you know, like that person lives a life and they're hopefully doing what it is they love, you know, and they have passion for what they're doing. And that's translating into my life right now when I'm serving the coffee, same thing goes for when you're farming and growing the beans, when you're processing right. the beans, you know, like everybody's got to play a role where they're passionate about what it is that they're doing. So that way at all steps of this multilateral system, you know, like we're serving passionate, you know, product. Like right. we're, we're serving stuff that we want to serve. We're doing things that we want to do and mm-hmm. hopefully we're getting paid for it. Unfortunately in this industry, I mean, yeah, people are treated like the people in the microverse where it's like, you know, like they're making money for, for whether if it's government entities or private corporations that are doing the brokering for this, these coffee industries, you know, it's like, it's like hey, people yes. aren't getting paid sometimes, you know, and it's fucked up. And that's why there was that huge fucking strike in fucking Oops. Washington. Is there really? Um, well, remember... Oh, uh, uh, we're talking about Slate? We're talking about Slate. Yeah, yeah. Slate, Slate Coffee Roasters. Yeah, yeah I, uh, <laughs> there's a... What's happening? So, uh, so if you want to explain it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I believe it's it was one location in particular... Uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure it's the location that I go to all the time because mm-hmm. I'm always up in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, um, I love Slate. Like, I love their product and stuff. It's really uh, good. But the management, fortunately, apparently... Um, really bad. Is really bad and not, not <laughs> constructive. So, you know, like, there were things that were happening at the shop um, where people... I, I, I don't want to... I read this, like, maybe four months ago, and it's been tainted with... Time, there's been, it's been tainted with time and different y- stories. Yeah, and, different stories, but we're pretty much like the people at one location were getting mistreated, so everybody felt that they needed to leave the shop, and, and mm-hmm. they did. And so, so one day they wrote a letter. They're like, "Hey, we're not showing up to work. Yeah. We quit. We um, we feel as though you're not treating us fairly." Sayonara, bitches. Sayonara, peace out, toodaloo, motherfuckers. Yeah. that's what happened. And so, and then the most damning thing was what the company went out and said. Their their PR was not good during that time because they kind of just deflected everything and said, "We're sorry they feel that way," and that's yeah. pretty much how they like they dealt with right. it. And that to me was the most telling thing. You know, and, right. and uh, so I, you know, like I, I did what I do and I removed the pin from my apron that had Aww. Aww. Good job. Yeah, it's literally, I, I think it's sitting over there on the shelf now. Burn it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, this has been great. This has been great yeah, been um, information. And I think definitely, you know, talking to our viewers and even talking to Shannon, who might not have a lot of coffee knowledge. I have no knowledge. Yeah, I, this is great. Yeah, she doesn't know who I am. Yeah, who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, now I know. Yeah. No, but I really, I really appreciate you, you know, opening up to us, sharing your story, sharing, you know, how you got here and what you continue to do and what you're, you know, where you see yourself in the future as well. And, um, yeah, and I wish you luck, Steven. It's been great. Thank you very much. Fucking great. And yeah. I can't wait to see where this will go. Right? Yeah, no, same thing with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is awesome. Each Thanks. podcast that you guys do, you're closer to whatever it is. That whatever the fuck I don't know what we're going But thanks yeah. for, and that's for ex- joining And that's exciting to <laughs> be part of. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, give Steven a follow. Um, what is it? Mantle? Uh, yeah, Mantle, M-A-N-T-L-E, coffee. That's the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Coffee Co. C-O at the end. 
Uh, and then my private one is Mr. Mm-hmm. Period Closet. Um, Steven always has, he always posts about his events around the IE. He always does, he also does private events, I believe, too, but get in contact with him if you're interested. Um, I'm sure he has his email in his bio. Definitely do. Yes. And then, yeah, anything you want to add today, Shannon? Want to send off to our viewers, listeners? I don't know. Um, keep it caffeinated. <laughs> keep, keep it, it caffeinated. caffeinated. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Watch that new Rick and Morty. I know. Let yeah. us know what you think. I, we're going to go on a deep us. dive yeah. about that. Making you guys should do like a weekly podcast talking about the about We'll just add it into Ooh, every podcast should, like, episode. Mini, yeah. yeah. Okay, we should. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'll send you pointers. If you <laughs> but yeah, as always, um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, this is Sudo. Bye. How long Shan, is you that? started. Stop it.